Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Let's get into it. So I am talking today. We, we've been having this conversation in here. Social media use, device use, screen use, and your experiences as sensitive, deep feeling people. So we're going to continue this conversation because it's super important. And today I want to talk about social media and device usage as sensitive, deep feeling people and how it relates to your health particularly your nervous system and digestive health. And so I, I polled you recently um, on your experiences with social media and most of you confessed to being pretty attached to your devices and actually checking them like first thing in the morning. So going to bed, checking them and then checking them like first thing in the morning. And, you know, that's so common. You're not alone. And the thing is, it is a helpful tool, right? It is a helpful tool. I, I am grateful that it exists. I get to connect with all of you. I get to do my work in the world and, and work with some amazing people and help them to really change their lives. And so I think that there can be this thinking that like, well, if a little is good, then more might be better, right? We're kind of like chasing more of that, that feel good, um, you know, little hit that we get from it. And that's not true, right? Like, if a little is good, then more isn't better of most things in life. So with with our devices, with social media, you know, we, we desire social connections. That's a healthy, beautiful part about being being a human, right? We, we desire social connections. And for many, our devices are our main or, or for lots of us, even our sole source of those connections, um, which isn't a bad thing. However, again, we must moderate the use for our overall health and well-being. And I know that we all know this, right? This is like telling somebody, uh, you know, we need to drink more water. It's like we know the things, especially as sensitive, deep feeling people. You know, I'm not going to um, insult you by saying like you don't know the things because you know, we're, we're a really unique, special breed of cat, if you will, in the sense that we're incredibly self-aware, we're incredibly connected to ourselves and to our needs and to um, our, our, our inner spark, as, as I call it, our intuition. And we, we know what's best. We know the things, right? The problem, the challenge for most of us is like actually doing the things making the changes, um, which I talked about last week, and I, I've built a whole program around. So let's talk about, you know, just, just other things to consider, because like, you, you know, you're like, obviously, I, I want to moderate my usage, it's, it's causing me a problem, as, as many of you shared with me. So I want to talk specifically about the nervous system and about the digestive system. So screens, all screens, whether you know, you're on your phone or your computer or a television or whatever, screens excite the nervous system. All, pardon me, all nervous systems, but especially uh, sensitive ones. So every single thing that we receive through the senses, all of the senses, so sight, sound, touch, taste, smell, 
all that we receive through the senses must be digested. And this includes all that we're bombarded with through social media or through television or Netflix or whatever it is. So all of these things are additional additional um, sources that we must digest. So this, this excess input excites the nervous system and makes us even more prone to uh, feelings of anxiety and frustration, exhaustion, poor sleep, um, emotional instability, and other physical health uh, symptoms and problems that we may be experiencing. So the screen usage itself, because of, of the nature of how it is, there's like little uh, tiny flickering lights in it, the um, just, you know, the electric nature of the device, those things are already in and of themselves going to excite the nervous system, going to be things that are that we are receiving that we must then digest, just period, right? If we were looking at like a blank, a blank screen, that's what's happening. But you add into it all that we're being bombarded with, right? The sounds, the sights, the all the stuff. That's a whole other layer of stuff that we must then also digest that is also exciting the nervous system. And so we as as all beings only have so much energy in in a day in our in our energetic bank accounts that we can spend each day and if we're trying to digest the more you know natural or or necessary parts of our lives right just the like basic housekeeping that's happening on the inside of us with our cells dying and, and regenerating and just being alive living organic being um, plus all the input and sensory assaults that is in our devices, uh, plus like, you know, life and, and the many roles and responsibilities that we wear, it's really no wonder, it's no wonder that there is little energy left over for, for healing and life in general. And it's no wonder that we're experiencing cycles of, of burnout. Most sensitive, deep feeling people, most most people, period, but especially sensitive, deep feeling ones are, are grossly misusing their senses and their energy. They're overriding their energetic capacity on like a daily basis. And so their resilience is just tapped, right? Then they feel like they're constantly exhausted and just trying to play catch up. Just trying to play catch up with life, just trying to make it. And, you know, it's really, it's, it's not your fault. We, we don't realize like these little things that, that have become so normalized in our life and our culture. Um, you know, not, not resting enough artificial light all the time, like not honoring regular uh, rhythms of like darkness and light and sleeping and all of these things that like, no wonder, no wonder, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. It doesn't have to be that way. So, most sensitive deep feeling people in addition also have a lot of physical symptoms associated in particular with their digestive system and I, i'd love to know if that's you tell me i know that was me for like my entire life constipation in particular was my best friend i didn't like that we were best friends but you know if a best friend is somebody that you spend a lot of time with <laughs> and you know them really well and they're there like every day yeah so and, and this is the case with like most every single one of my clients and every single sensitive, deep feeling person I've known, there's there's a, a whole host of physical symptoms that, that most of the time will accompany 
them. Um, and I've touched on this in, in different videos also, but in particular, the digestive system for sure. And so it's important to remember that that digestion is so much more than transforming the food we eat into our body, right? Because like that banana becomes your hair, becomes your nails. So that's one aspect of digestion, but it's also digesting emotions, experiences, sensory input, and more. So if you're a sensitive, deep feeling person who is having challenges with their nervous system and things like anxiety and exhaustion, um, as well as other physical health symptoms like digestive troubles, hormonal imbalances, aches, uh, difficulty sleeping, establishing some boundaries around screen usage could work wonders for you and could honestly be the thing that you've been kind of missing, right? A very low hanging fruit that isn't always the most um, obvious to us. So I'm gonna share just, just three little quick tips before we wrap it up here today. I invite you to really look at cause and effect. So rather than, you know, shaming yourself or trying to get yourself to change before you're ready or like, you know, doing that thing. I know I've, I've done it before. Tell me if you have also where you're like, let me just analyze it 7,000 different ways and like learn a lot about it. And maybe I can talk myself into making the change, right? If I like learn more about, or like pump my head full of information and practices and tools and resources, then maybe I can actually like do something with it. I can talk myself into it and it, it just stop. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Looking at cause and effect removes the emotions, removes the shame, removes all of that. So when I say look at cause and effect, I invite you to just look at when I do X, I get Y. Yeah. So when I drop this scrunchie, it falls on, on my desk. Like no emotion, no shame, no nothing. Just if this, then that. If I bang my pencil, like I'm playing drums, like it makes a sound. Okay. So you, you get it. So when you consume media through your devices, then you feel how, right? Just begin investigating and really observing what happens. And I, I did a whole thing on, on cause and effect. Um, I can share the link to that. It's also part of my program. It's one of my favorite, favorite tools. It really is, is pretty liberating because it takes out all the shame, all the emotions, all the stories. So looking at cause and effect, when I'm doing this, I feel what? And then ask yourself, you know, when you're, when you're doing these things, and especially if they're bringing about a harmful, unfavorable result, then ask yourself, like, what are you doing? Why are you feeling compelled to engage with devices? And again, not from a judgy, shamey place, from a very curious place. Like you're just fascinated with yourself, right? Like, why am I feeling compelled to engage? What am I seeking from, from, from scrolling right now or from um, watching another episode of whatever it is after I'm, I'm feeling pretty done? Like, what am I seeking and why am I feeling compelled to do this? And, and what are some other ways of, of feeding this need? So kind of look at what's happening, identify the need, and then what are other ways of meeting this need that would feel good, that wouldn't cause me the negative effect? What other cause could I put into this cause and effect 
train that would give me a better outcome, a better effect. Lastly, you know, once you're clearer, just practice setting those boundaries. Practice having specific purposes for using the devices um, when you're using them and then having a boundary around it. And be really compassionate and gentle with, with that part because when setting new habits, you know, it can really take, take some time. You're working against a whole bunch of inertia and momentum from doing things the other way. And so you're building something new and it can take some time. So if you would like to go deeper into all of this and deeper into yourself and into the actual true root cause of why being a sensitive, deep feeling person can feel so hard. Um, and you're looking to build true, lasting, lifelong resilience to really thrive in body, mind, and spirit with confidence and joy and shame-free, then I really invite you to come check out the Inner Spark Method, my signature program. It is open for enrollment and you may reach out to me with any questions and we can see if it's a good fit for you. So that's what I have for you this week. I would love to continue this conversation. Tell me um, what you notice in your body when you've been using devices for an extended period of time, what you're seeking by using these devices, a different way of meeting that need, and let's, let's keep it going. All right. I will see you next time. Thank you so much.